Hi guys, welcome back. I'm your host Kirsten from Pink Soda Marketing and thank you for joining our next episode of Pink Podcasts. Today I'm going to be talking to Tamara Kester who's the co-owner of a company called Wellness Play. It's a mix between team building and corporate wellness. Now I know what you're thinking, those are two things people ordinarily don't love. But I think this approach is totally different. It gamifies wellness in a unique way. Posted online, Tam and Chris get teams to do things like spelling the word hyperglycemic with their toes and tongues. It's totally weird and wacky, and that's why I love it. It adds a positive spin that we all so desperately need right now. And their goal? To get people to understand health and take control of it in their own lives. Definitely a good goal to have. I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to do the cheesy thing and say, hit that subscribe button. I hope you enjoy it. Tammy, I'm so excited to have you with me today to talk all about your disruptive brand and how it started and all the history behind it. So thank you so, so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to tell you and the listeners about it. So you and I sat um, a little while ago and we did this marketing strategy meeting together. And I remember you told me all about your brand, um, Wellness Play. But I, I've known you previously and I know that you have an extensive history in health and fitness and wellness. So where did you start with wellness before you started out as an entrepreneur? So I obviously had a major sporting background from a child. Then my passion was clearly health, fitness, wellness, and all of that. So I moved into personal training, um, did that for a few years, absolutely loved it. But I always said that I wanted to create scale with creating wellness and health mm. and just making a positive impact on people's lives. And I couldn't really do that with only my 20 clients. Um, yes. And then my mentor and Xbox boss, Dr. Georgia Torres, she kind of pulled me into Activate Health, uh, where mm-hmm. we worked with Tenia Gym. And that's where we started uh, really implementing and designing corporate wellness programs and, you know, implementing them into organizations around, around the country. And, um, you know, I also worked with a company called Intervent, which is an American company that mm-hmm. does telehealth. And so, yeah, I've got that, that background corporate wellness side but it wasn't really where I felt that um I needed to be yeah I hear you um so you've worked with companies like Discovery and a lot of the other sort of medical aid companies and uh assisting them in running wellness days now I've been to a wellness day before um and my personal experience was not so enjoyable because it was almost um like a very forced sort of environment and like I want to use a term clinical, it's very cliched (laughs) with what we're talking about, but it was like that, you know, it was like cold and stagnant and everyone had to go into these little booths and here you tested your blood pressure and there you did cholesterol and whatever. And there was no motivation for anyone to do it. And certainly not anyone who was, you know, unfit or unhealthy or conscious about their health. So Tell me a bit about your history and why you decided to steer away from the traditional corporate wellness. So obviously being a part of those corporate wellness days and, you know, implementing year-long programs and talking to people one-on-one and, you know, 
seeing it from both sides, from, you know, the organizational part all the way through to, you know, being face-to-face with the end user, with the person who's going to get their, their biometrics done and who's yes. doing the actual wellness program. Um, I really learned that there's a massive gap and a massive divide between, you know, these corporate wellness programs that are being implemented in the wellness days and all the information and metrics that are pushed out of that to, you know, the people that aren't even in a in a contemplation phase, people that mm. kind of don't know any better. They've never yes. done, they've never gone to a gym. They they don't know what eating healthy looks like. They, mm. they, they're an accountant or they're, they're an engineer or mm. that's what their life's about. They, mm. they, they know what they know in their professional, their professional lives, but, and they don't have time to, to, you know, be majorly educated on these concepts. And, you know, unfortunately, what we were seeing is that the people who were in the green, so the people who who enjoyed their, um, you know, health and fitness and wellness as a hobby or, mm. you know, just as a part of their life because that's how they were raised and that's what they know, mm. you know, the people that were in the red and the orange, the people that, that didn't know really what it was about, um, mm. we were seeing that that wasn't changing, that needle wasn't moving. Yes. So yeah. I started thinking to myself, you know, we're keeping these people that are in the green in the green, but mm. we're not moving anyone who's in the red and the orange. And mm. they're the ones who really need that intervention. They're the ones who Absolutely. really need to make the changes. Yeah. So I really started questioning, okay, well, you know, as you've mentioned before, it is so mm-hmm. clinical. And I really, really thought to myself, well, how can we move away from such a clinical and intimidating and like fearful approach and get people to really like want to engage and make Mm. that decision within themselves. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to behavioral change, you can tell somebody that they need to do X, Y, and Z to stay healthy, but they're not going to do it unless they truly feel like they want to do it within themselves. Exactly. we, yeah, that's where kind of, I figured, well, you know what, I think we need to take it back to change and we need to simplify and we need to figure out a different way, change the language, change Mm. the medium in which we produce it. Something needs to change. Yeah. Because that's a thing, exactly like you're saying, those who are in the red for them, they're not naturally, you know, fit and healthy, or they don't lead that type of lifestyle. They don't have the education. So for them to come down, and be told that they're unhealthy, uh, which they already know, it actually is a shameful um, and intimidating experience. Whereas for those in the green, if you know you're fit and healthy and you're very passionate about it, it's almost motivating to go down there and like compare scores and show it off. So there's like this big divide. And what you've touched on there about getting people to do it for themselves is the exact same approach that we take with marketing. You know, it's this thing of, um, we'll never run a campaign at Pink Soda Marketing that forces people to buy or that pushes people into a corner because that's not the way to do things. You know, if you really want someone to buy from you, you need to sort of add value, educate them, give them things that make them feel good about what you're selling and let them make the decision for themselves because that's how you get a more sustainable impact on the person's life. Absolutely, mm. because at the end of the day, if you force somebody into a corner, they they may take it up and they may change and do what you've told them to, but it's not sustainable. They yeah. more than more than often they they really fall off the wagon and they don't get back on it. And I think yeah. it's about falling off the wagon and getting back on multiple times and mm-hmm. having that support and being able to be in a in a less intimidating and fearful state to actually just, you know, have the motivation to keep getting back on the horse, even if you yes. fall off. Yeah. 
So, so you've come up since that point with wellness play, which is a completely different take on corporate wellness. And I know that you have a business partner, um, Chris, who's uh, from hashtag escape. Am I right? Yes, yes. He owns, well, he co-owns Hashtag Escape and he designs escape rooms, the coolest ones ever. I mean, they, they are super cool. Um, and he's always just making, he does from pub quizzes to team building events to, mm. he does everything. I mean, even when he's an MC at a wedding, he ensures that it's a completely different and fun experience and engaging for everyone. He's just mm. so amazing at what he does and the way that his mind works he takes me who's so data and research driven and very OCD and very <laughs> you know I want, to, <laughs> I want to stick to the charts and the graphs and he's kind of been able to bring me down to this whole no time just make it fun like let's just make it fun and that's where we, I think we we work so so well together that's super cool so not someone that you would typically expect to see in the corporate wellness space but tell me about your collaboration and how like what is wellness play? Why is it different? Okay, so we are not a a wellness uh, day provider. Uh, mm-hmm. We we are not a wellness program. We don't we, we don't want people to think that we are. We are an addition to everything that an organization may provide already. So whether you're doing you know a full on uh, comprehensive yearly corporate wellness program or whether you're just getting you know your medical aides to come in and do your wellness days so that people can do their biometrics we're just an addition to ensure that everyone kind of not only is a little bit more educated around Mm. what they're getting out of it is but also to maybe create a little bit of like motivation and you know a little Mm. bit of team spirit and morale and just kind of have an overall um, value add to the things that you're already doing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we we don't really want to promise metrics and outcomes and all of that because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's the reason why I left the corporate wellness. Is that we we were doing the research. We, my boss was is a researcher. That's what mm-hmm. she does. You know, the data is there. We can prove it. But unfortunately, like we can't we can't um, ensure that people will adhere to that. And yeah. if we knew that we were going to implement something into an organization and everyone was going to do it, mm. we could, we could say, okay, cool. Here's our PowerPoint presentation. And <laughs> you know, this is what we want to do. Yeah. And this, these are the graphs and the charts, and these are all the metrics that we're going to promise. That's only if everyone actually participates in it. So I figured, mm. well, how can we get everyone to participate willingly? Because mm. you want people to participate willingly because that's where you know, the benefit really yes. comes in. Sure. And I thought, you know, well, let's gamify wellness and make it a really fun and engaging um, game. I mean, mm. everyone loves, who doesn't love get, love games? I mean, hello, how many times Quiz have not. you played 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Like, yeah, 30 seconds is my best. <laughs> bring out the 30 seconds. And we oh, all you don't want to see the competitive side are, of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah. I figured, well, if we can create a space where it's more along the lines of your pub quiz and, you know, mm-hmm. your 30 games night with your friends and your charades and whatever other games that you're usually more inclined to play and have fun with your friends and your family. Yes. Why are we not doing that with organizations so that, you know, peers can collaborate with each other and yes. you can compete in teams and you can build that morale and that camaraderie and then yes. learn something really beneficial while you're doing it. And, you know, everyone knows that when you're having a good time, you release dopamine. 
And when you release dopamine, you it, it basically improves your memory. So memory Amazing. and motivation is heightened. So we've taken both these concepts of like a team building approach and your corporate wellness, and we've kind of added them together to hopefully, mm. you know, have a plant the seed effect, which is what I like to call it. I really mm. want to plant that seed and ignite that fire and hopefully help people make the change within themselves. So yes. it's an hour game. People will come online. So the one that we're focusing on at the moment is virtual. Participants will come online or if you've got a team of 20, whatever the case is, we split everyone into teams. Everyone goes onto their little groups and um, we we start with quiz questions. We do random tasks. We do puzzles, anagrams, riddles, charades, descriptions, you name it. Anything fun that you've ever played in any games night, that's what we're including in like one comprehensive one hour fun experience. That is awesome. And I love the fact that you're actually not competing with the likes of, um, you know, your, your typical wellness days. And what you're doing is actually adding value to them as well, because if you do your job correctly and people are having fun and, you know, the understanding and education behind what wellness is sticks with them and they remember it becomes so much more motivating to want to go to your wellness day and see how you've improved. And not even just on that one day, but in your everyday life, actually track your, your health and and fitness and wellness. So I think that's super, super cool. And tell me, I mean, I know you've said that it's sort of like 30 seconds, charades, quiz night, but what are some of the, the most sort of exciting or out the box games that you, that you have on these wellness days? Um, so we generally try to create something for every game that is bespoke to the organization we're working with. And that's really fun because um, they don't, what's the coolest thing is that people don't know that it, it's something that, it, that pertains to what their organization does. So we'll take something that's well, wellness related and we will gamify it in a, a riddle, a puzzle, uh, whatever the case is that teams need to come together to solve. Mm-hmm. And then let's say, um, the uh, the anagram then is the name of the company or okay. the that's being created is something that the company uh, focuses on uh, in their industry. And uh-huh. it's so cool to see how we can, we always try and, you know, incorporate the wellness with the organization itself personalize it. Everyone comes together and they learn something and they're trying to solve something together. Um, that's really cool. And then obviously we've had, um, an executive who was in his car before and he was <laughs> description rounds. And I mean, if you're talking about being virtual and being, Jeez. you know, able to log in wherever you are, that was <laughs> probably one of the most fun ones because these were still like, oh, I'm at the robot. And um, <laughs> and he was like trying to answer these description rounds like you would have 30 seconds, which was really fun. That's and then awesome. things like our random tasks that we throw in. And one of them was um, the person who does the most kind of creative exercise using an item around you will get a point for their team and you see the coolest and funniest and out of the box (laughs) exercises I mean there was a guy rolling his um his pool lounger around there's people holding water bottles in between their feet and doing leg raises I mean obviously we ensure that everyone's safe we have yes (laughs) no lifting your tv over your head (laughs) no swinging from the chandeliers please like (laughs) it needs to be safe um be creative but be safe and you would be surprised at how 
people really get so involved and everyone's laughing at each other and smiling. That is so cool. That's what really makes your heart happy and makes you feel like you're making a difference. And what a way to break up the typical work from home day. I mean, like, I think a lot of people at the moment are facing fatigue, especially now we've gone into a a massive third wave. We back down on, on level four and just when we thought we were coming out of it and life was going back to semi-normal, you know, you sort of feel like you're starting all over again and it can be very demotivating. And the other thing is health at home, working remotely. I mean, I know I can speak for myself. I often um, yeah, sit on the couch and eat a slab of chocolate because what else is there to do after work? <laughs> My gym's closed. Um, so I think it's important to have that reminder of, staying healthy and leading an active lifestyle, but also having the fun value add of being able to laugh and joke and do things around your house rather than just sitting on your couch and sitting on your, on your desk chair, you know? So um, I think it's a super, super cool concept. Yeah. I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, if my goal and Chris's goal, you know, was to, to make some sort of impact. So if we leave one game, um, and somebody has made one change or has learned yes. one thing, we've done our job. I mean, I, I, one of the examples that I always use is that, you know, in one of our quiz rounds, there was one of the questions was, okay, what's the optimal blood pressure range? And it was A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. Um, and then further along during the, the hour experience, uh, one of the descriptions was blood pressure. And one of the participants was shouting to her team. She was like, the optimal range is 120 over 80. And for me, I was like, my job here is done because if somebody has remembered something that is actually so important about their health and they're making it fun, everyone's going to remember that. And Mm. that's the one thing that I would, I I, I honestly, I just feel like my job is done. If people have fun and they learn something and they're engaged and Mm. they make one little change, I'm just so happy. And then well, you're making a difference, you know, potentially even saving a life if we have to take it that far, but it's the reality is that a lot of people are not aware of something that, you know, some people like yourself, for example, who's in the industry, who has a deep understanding of health and fitness, we take it for granted, you know, um, and, and it's just not something that people are aware of that they need to check or what the optimum score is. And, um, yeah, it could, it could be fatal if not, you know, handled correctly. So yeah, like you say, if you, if you making a change in one person's life, it is just, yeah, so valuable, so rewarding. No, I definitely, I feel like, you know, being in the wellness space is very rewarding. Um, realize that you're making a change. Like if Mm -hmm. one person makes one positive change, you, you actually get this sense of like, okay, wow, I'm doing the right thing here. And I definitely, I felt that, you know, making something fun at something that is generally quite uh, fear inducing and something that's very intimidating and very yes. clinical and making it fun. I thought to myself, you know what, like we can't go wrong with this. I think that people need this. Like during mm. the past year with COVID and just all the years before that we've seen, you know, people with, you know, a lot of these non-communicable diseases. Mm. Um, I'm like, you know what, let's make it fun. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that's so intimidating and scary. Let's get yeah, everyone yeah. in on it. And with wellness play, 
you can be anyone. You can be whatever size, weight, age, yes. you know it, you can participate. And that's what I wanted to ensure that we could do is that everyone could participate and have such a blast. Mm. And everyone can, you know, obviously have that team building um, kind of approach with all of their peers and learn something really, really valuable out of it. That could and I think that's the thing. Yeah. What's so motivating is that, you know, exactly like you say, you can join a session and there is no measurement on how old you are, how much you weigh, how many times you go to the gym. It's literally, we are all on a level playing field here. Uh, let's just have fun. And if we learn something out of it, even better, you know, and if, if it makes a difference yeah. in someone's life, even better. Obviously doing what, what we've done in the past is that obviously humans are naturally competitive. We, we yes. all are. Um, and <laughs> we love things that are competitive and fun and that, that we can compete against each other. in. however, when it does come to fitness and wellness, generally speaking, a lot of people that aren't in every organization, there's always a triathlete or a cyclist or a crossfitter or somebody mm. who is like that. And that person competing in any type of challenge, like in, in-house challenge, yeah. they're super amped to do it. Yet <laughs> that person's normally me, I'm going to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. That's exactly why I'm, I'm also that guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to win, don't worry. Um, I'll do it, guys. I'll be the team leader. <laughs> ex- exactly. So I think I wanted to create a space where, you know, even the person who doesn't live a healthy lifestyle, who, who kind of hides out in their office like I wanted them to be able to feel included as well, that they can also, yes. they can probably be a master anagram solver. We don't know yes. that. And they can add into that team and be able to learn something from it and be able to also add value to the team. So I think it's just like a, a symbiotic relationship between, you know, the, the employee and the organization and us and the employee. And so just creating this basically just beneficial positive energy and vibes and change everywhere. That's kind of what I want to do. That's awesome. So I'm going to ask you for two tips here. Uh, One as an entrepreneur, what advice would you offer other entrepreneurs? If you were to say you're starting a business, your business is obviously quite disruptive in its industry and you've taken certain risks in launching something new. What advice would you give other entrepreneurs? Start it, do it. If you have an idea, do it um, and stop having that imposter syndrome, like 100%. Yes. Yeah. It held me back for a long time, questioning my ideas, questioning if I was good enough, questioning if my idea was good enough. Mm. And uh, I thought, you know what, let me just do it and I'll figure that all out as I go. Exactly. in an amazing journey. Well done. I think that's awesome. So the second uh, tip I'm going to ask you is from a health and wellness perspective. What would you say is your number one tip that you'd like to give people of all ages, sizes, fitness um, abilities? (laughs) What would you say is the number one tip to approaching a healthier lifestyle? I think it's about um, small changes. Don't overcommit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a real problem with overcommitting, and then life gets in the way. We all have life that gets in the way. Yes. So start small and work your way up. Um, I think that's probably my biggest, my biggest word of advice and just consistency, perseverance, um, keep doing it. You fall off the wagon, get back on and keep going because, yes. you know, all those small changes mm-hmm. over a long period of time, really, really accumulate to something huge. Mm. No, absolutely. I'm a I'm a huge believer of that as well. Just doing a little bit every day. And you know what? Even if it's not every day, if you skip a day and you pick it up again, 
dust your shoulders off and and start with something small. I think it has a huge impact overall. Absolutely. Do some squats in the kitchen while you're cooking. Mm. Like if it's yeah. it's better than nothing. So you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> I do that. I find days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have done nothing. And then I'm like lunging <laughs> the sink or I'm doing something random to do something with yes. my body. Um, and that's all enough. It all accumulates. So that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could say the same, but I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, it's been so fun catching up with you and hearing all about your disruptive brand, Wellness Play. If people want to find out more about Wellness Play and how it all works or they want to book a session with you, where can they find you? Um, So we have a LinkedIn page, Facebook page and Instagram page. But I think the easiest would probably be to go to our website, uh, wellnessplay.co.za. All of our contact information is there. You can even load your info into a contact form and we will get back to you with all the information that you require. Perfect. We'll leave all the details, all the links in the details below. (laughs) Please do. Cool, Tam. Thank you so much. And I really wish you and Chris all the best with your business. I think you guys are going to go just from from level to level with this company, I think you are really onto something good. So well done. Thank you so much. And like, thank you for seeing the vision that I see. Um, it's so awesome to meet people who, who really feel your vision. And uh, I genuinely want to make that change. And thank you for having me and, and listening to what my vision is. Awesome. Tam, thanks so much. And I hope we get the chance to do it again. Absolutely. Keep well, Tam. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you.